Clinical Issues by Byron Burlingame Evidence Rating Schemes Question. We are writing a new policy and procedure at our facility and want to base it on the best evidence. We have reviewed a large amount of literature and numerous guidelines from regulatory bodies. However, the guidance is inconsistent. Is there a process and evidence rating scheme that can help us determine which evidence we should use when developing policies and procedures? Answer. There are multiple schemes for determining which evidence to follow when creating a reference list for a policy and procedure, and there is no single correct scheme to use. An interdisciplinary team consisting of key stakeholders representing various departments should determine which scheme to use throughout the entire facility or healthcare organization. This team may or may not be the same team that will use the scheme when writing policies and procedures. One example of an evidence rating scheme is the AORN Hierarchy of Evidence, which uses an alphanumeric system to categorize the type and quality of evidence. This scheme uses Roman numerals to indicate the level of evidence, that is, evidence type, and an alpha character to indicate the quality of the evidence, that is, evidence rating. The evidence levels are as follows, listed from strongest to weakest. Level 1. Randomized Controlled Trials, RCTs, and Systematic Review of Only RCTs. Level 2. Quasi-Experimental Studies and Systematic Reviews of Only Quasi-Experimental Studies, or a combination of RCTs and Quasi-Experimental Studies. Level 3. Non-Experimental and Qualitative Studies and Systematic Reviews of Only Non-Experimental Studies, only qualitative studies, or a combination of RCTs, quasi-experimental, and non-experimental studies. Level 4. Clinical Practice Guidelines, Consensus Documents, and Position Statements. And Level 5. Literature Reviews, Case Reports, Expert Opinions, and Organizational Experiences. A separate, unranked category is regulatory, which is any federal, state, or local law, and must be followed. AORN considers regulatory to be the strongest level of evidence. When implementing this scheme, the first step is to determine the type of evidence using the following definitions. 1. Randomized controlled trials are studies in which researchers perform an intervention on an experimental group while retaining a control group for comparison purposes. The participants are randomly assigned to the groups. Often, the researchers do not know which participants are in which group, a technique known as blinding. 2. Quasi-experimental studies are similar to RCTs. However, there is no control group or randomization. These studies are typically controlled trials without randomization, studies with a pretest and post-test, or time-series studies. 3. Non-experimental studies do not employ an intervention, for example, descriptive, comparative, correlational, case control, retrospective, cross-sectional, qualitative, prevalence, incidence, predictive. Qualitative studies include observations, interviews, surveys, and focus groups. A limitation of non-experimental studies is that they can only show association among study variables 
and cannot determine causation. 4. Systematic literature reviews are reviews and summaries of multiple studies on the same topic. They are assigned an appraisal score of level 1, 2, or 3 based on the type of studies that are included in the systematic review. Systematic reviews consist of a comprehensive search strategy and a rigorous appraisal of the evidence that the researchers explicitly describe in the article. Systematic reviews may or may not include a meta-analysis, in which the authors combine the results of studies they review and analyze them to generate a new statistic or effect size. That is, a measure of the strength of the relationship between two variables across multiple studies. If the studies included in a systematic review are qualitative studies only, the researchers analyze and synthesize the concepts, which is referred to as metasynthesis. 5. Literature reviews are summaries of the published literature on a topic, but do not include a systematic appraisal of the strength and quality of the evidence and may or may not include the additional rigor of a search strategy. 6. Clinical guidelines are systematically developed by experts and are based on evidence or expert consensus. 7. Case reports are descriptions or analyses of an event that is generally adverse. 8. Expert opinion articles are authored by individuals with knowledge of the subject. These articles may or may not be supported by references. And 9. Organizational experiences, also known as quality improvement projects or initiatives, are limited in their generalizability and may only apply to the facilities in which they are performed. After determining the level of evidence, the interdisciplinary team should determine the quality of evidence based on several different qualifiers. In the AORN scheme, level 1A is the strongest evidence with the highest quality, and level 5C is the weakest evidence with the lowest quality. The AORN model can be found in the print version of the AORN Guidelines for Perioperative Practice, or online, at https colon double slash www.aorn.org slash guidelines slash about hyphen AORN hyphen guidelines slash evidence hyphen rating. The Joint Commission also created an evidence rating scheme that may be useful for writing policies and procedures. Instead of numbers, this scheme is represented by a staircase displaying the strongest evidence at the top. The types of evidence, ranked in descending order of strength, are 1. Rules and regulations 2. Requirements from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS 3. Manufacturer's Instructions for Use, IFU 4. Evidence-Based Guidelines and 5. Consensus Statements When writing policies and procedures, the Joint Commission expects personnel to follow the most stringent evidence available. The strongest level of evidence in the Joint Commission's scheme is rules and regulations that consist of federal, state, or local laws and guidance documents published by various governmental bodies, including the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, U.S. Food and Drug Administration, and the Environmental Protection Agency. However, at times, the regulations from these bodies are inconsistent, and may be less restrictive than other evidence. When this occurs, 
a facility representative, for example, director of surgical services, occupational health nurse, director of quality, should contact the local authority with jurisdiction over the subject of the policy statement to determine which of the rules to follow. For example, if the organizational policy covers the type of fire extinguisher required in the OR suite, the representative should contact the local fire marshal for assistance in determining which regulation to follow. If a facility accepts payments from the CMS, the facility's policies must follow either the CMS conditions of participation for inpatient facilities or the conditions for coverage for outpatient facilities both of which fall under the second level in the Joint Commission scheme. The third level is the manufacturer's IFU, which should be available for reference whenever facility leaders are writing a policy pertaining to that medical device or piece of equipment. If the IFU were not immediately available, personnel writing the policy should obtain them from the manufacturer. Various professional and international organizations publish evidence-based guidelines and standards that constitute the fourth level of evidence. Evidence-based guidelines are considered stronger evidence than consensus statements because they are based on evidence that has been appraised. By contrast, consensus documents are created by a group of people who frequently have different levels of education and expertise in a field. The recommendations in consensus statements are based on clinical experience rather than scientific evidence. The department needing the policy and procedure should create an interdisciplinary team consisting of key stakeholders who are familiar with the subject of the policy and procedure. The key stakeholders on the team for each policy may be different based on the subject and the facility's staffing pattern. For example, if the subject is radiation safety in the perioperative environment, the team may include a perioperative RN, scrub person, radiation safety officer, radiation technologist, quality manager, and surgeon from a service that uses radiation. This team will then collect and appraise the evidence using the evidence rating scheme designed by facility leaders and write policy and procedure based on that evidence.